Welcome to another edition of your Honest Series here on the City Business Festival. This whole month we've been talking business. This week we're talking about agri and agribusiness. My guest today is a man whose passion about agriculture inspires many. He is a farmer, he is a researcher, he is also an agriculturist of distinct, excellent track record. Professor Roja Canton is our guest. Prof, great to have you. Welcome. Thank you, Bernard uh, Avle, for this uh, opportunity. So I describe you as a farmer, an agriculturist, an academic and a researcher. You are all four? Yes, please. I am. You don't, have, you don't, you don't consider one to be more the main thing you are. This is what you do, because I know you retired from Surrey, uh, working for the uh, CSIR. So what do you do these days? Yeah, currently, like you rightly said uh, in our discussion, as a consultant and also as a farmer, in fact, I have a passion for seed. So um, also I have a, com a company that goes into the production of foundation seeds, which is so critical because that is the link, the country between research and then the uh, seed growers. And then finally, the ultimate, the farmer, the ordinary farmer mm. who picks that to produce grain. Mm. I'll come to the seed issue later. But how important is it for people like you to have all balance? So you do research, but you also practice. You are from the Sisala area, which I know is possibly the maize belt of Ghana. It is not possibly. It's actually an undisputable fact. No mm -hmm. district or region comes near us. Mm -hmm. And I just want to quote the current minister for food and agriculture, Dr. Akutu, said, and I quote in my uncle village Proma some a year back, mm -hmm. that the Sisala areas, in fact, not all the Sisala areas, Sisala area covers four districts, but Sisala is my own, that Sisala is municipal, where I come from. And Sasala West District, that is where my uncle, that my, they are my uncles. We could, that we can feed Ghana for 19 months without any other country, uh, any other region or districts coming in, in terms of maize production. Yes. What, what challenges of maize? Is it, what, is it the soil that's the issue or is it the people's interest in maize? What makes the Sisala area? It's a hybrid of that. Mm -hmm. You cannot, if you have good soil and the people are lazy, <laughs> what are you going to get from that? if you have a barren fault and the people are hard working yes you can make some in, in rows but how effective how significant is that going to be certainly that would not be that significant so we are playing the two it's a hybrid of the two we can boast of the intense of quality soils we have the land area and above or we have what i'll call the comparative advantage so we're talking about two things here comparative and competitive advantages which blends the two so well. So is there, is there what about the, the type of uh, watering? Is it irrigation or rain-fed? It's just rain-fed. It's rain-fed. So that is why sometimes I keep saying, if this country should delve into, uh, into irrigation, huge volumes of water gushes into the, uh, the Atlantic Ocean free. I told you when you called me that I was Simboku doing something, and then it rained a day earlier. In fact, all the water will just gush through, and you see it. In fact, right from uh, uh, Boku to Bolga to Tamale to Bupe uh, to Yape, anytime it rains, particularly in the months of August and September, the, every place is inundated with water, and that water goes waste. That water is not harvested, and that is the key. And in agriculture, there is a key thing we need in agriculture, which is even more pivotal, and that is water. Not even the land, but water. Because we have what we call aeroponics and hydroponics. With water, even with that land, you can't produce. So water is the driver. If you have water in, a in the tropics, you are finished. Because sunlight, there are three things in the life of a crop. 
the fastest word, the soil. I mean, that's water, soil, and then you have two. You also have what the sunlight. We are lucky. We, sunlight, or uh, what we will call uh, uh, photo. I mean, uh, what we will call uh, uh, the radiation is not a, a limiting factor. Now we have the soils. So if water is harvested, these three, we are okay. A lot of the farming that takes place in your area is smallholder in terms of the people. So it's families farming little plots of land, but collectively it's a lot. Some people think that for us to become truly self-sufficient as a country, we must move to large-scale farming. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it is a blend when you come to the solar areas. What you talk of is not exactly true with my area. It's the other way around. There are farmers in Chumu who have over 1,000 hectares that they cultivate. In fact, in the solar area, if you see somebody cultivating a land area of 5 or 10, then that should be a, a, a youth member or a, an old lady who is struggling. Even ordinary school children and school students have in the average of about 25 to 50, while others have minimum 100, 200, 500. This is, I've just told you that we are blessed with land. In fact, more than half of the Upper West region land-wise is Sasala land. You're talking of Wa East, you're talking of Sasala East Municipal, Sasala West, and Lambusia District. That's huge lands. It's not even all exploited. If you are driving from Kasnan and Kana West, that is Upper East, entering Sasala, that's Upper West. A huge land. We are sharing borders with Burkina to the north and to the Bursa, Kasna to the east and then to the south. Huge land, this lying there, virgin land, nobody. If you fly a helicopter, I wish I were the uh, Air Force Commander of Ghana, if I would have taken you on a helicopter, you just see huge land lying there. It's not even touched. Mm. Yet we are the leading producers of maize. And we can even add soya bean, which I'm going to, I've been talking to my farmers currently this year because of the exorbitant prices of fertilizer prices, which are unreasonably beyond what we can afford more than it has quadrupled if not beyond quadruple you can't even get it also so this economy is expensive it's even not readily available so these are two things you know but if putting this together we can get fertilizer timely and we can also get at an affordable rate i think this so you're saying a lot of import. the farmers are actually large-scale yeah large-scale farmers what type of, what type of uh, Farming implements do they use? Do they have the combined harvesters? Do they have the tractors? Do they have the the machines that enable them to farm efficiently? Oh yes, we do. In fact, there is an MP from a Jura area there who every year sends over fifty tractors to Chumu to base there. And other people from Ajura and Gan they move tractors in the India droves to go and do land preparation for our people. Besides, our people, virtually every average solar commercial farmer has a tractor or several of them. In fact, we have one of our young men called Doho, my presiding member, who is one of the best farmers in this country. He has several of those tractors. We have planters and we have combines. As I talk, there are some people from the south who have gone to put up farm mechanization centers in Chimu and they give services to farmers, whether land preparation, management of weeds, harvesting, even story. We have huge warehouses, not government warehouses, but societies who have put warehouses, huge ones, 
to keep uh, store grain and then people later will come and off take them from chumu to accra and others as i talk several flood bodies are still leaving chumu and bolu with maize everything mm. so that tells you how serious our people are the planters have come in handy and because the places have now been uh, stamped out of all these uh, uh, tree stamps planters are able to do the planting and the harvesters are so able to if do that. the land is so good if yes. people are so hard working yes. you have access to all the tools why aren't we like over sufficient in maize production why aren't we even exporting maize because as, as as we speak yes i think the government banned export of maize because there's a fear that the other countries demand for our maize was going to lead to a shortage here okay. so the minister announced a grains ban i think a month ago so a lot of the sahel countries because of their droughts are demanding our maize but my question is can't we produce enough to feed both ourselves and export as well we've done that under the planting for food and jobs a couple of years back we have uh, i mean exported maize specifically from the sasala area into la Côte d'Ivoire and to burkina faso and this is a continuous trend i'm just from bolga there are a lot of people from Burkina who come to Bulgar market to patronize maize produce from Chimu. So when you go to Bulgar market or any market in the north, actually, are you looking for Sasala maize or Techima maize? And the Sasala maize is superior because the dry matter content of our maize is superior over the Techima maize, which is full of chaff and full of more, a lot of water compared to the Sasala one, which have a lot of our dry matter. And they know. So maize have been exported from the Sala area, that is to talk about Ghana globally, to Lebanon, La Côte d'Ivoire, and also to Burkina Faso. And as I still talk, it still goes on. The problem with us as a nation is we do not have empirical evidence, data that can tell the quantum of maize that are being carried out on an hourly, daily, weekly, monthly, annual basis. That is the issue. As a scientist, I don't speculate because I should give you empirical evidence, something that you can hold with your hands and boast to it. You can present and make tangible and cognitive reasoning too. Which if you so, don't so have, a lot of the information about our exports is anecdotal. Of, so we exactly. are not very sure you don't have of the, the volumes and therefore we exactly. cannot track it and we cannot measure. Even if you ask my assembly how much maize have come out, we don't have because the articulated load and i know any flat body takes between 550 to 600 bags of 50 kilogram weight of maize so we will just assume when they say this number of flat bodies have moved even though some will add even a little more but that's the small the average we have so if two move i know how much have been moved out but some use approved rules some use any other rules like the care tracks and then this small small uh uh, uh, 207 cent others who also carry me that are not even counted we are talking about the uh, articulator tries that come with these big big technologies uh, mm. so it's another area to to delve into to know by weight how much goes out and here we also are talking about when we are going to sell maize in what quantities do we normally you have the juice sacks which takes about 100 kilograms but sometimes you see how people are using the nylon ones some of the of variable weights you see, so these are some of the areas we yeah. need to really, but as but a prof, policy issue. I'm still yes. a bit uh, confused because with all the work we do in the north, if yes. I look at the Ghana's poverty map, yes. poverty in the north is very high. Apart from the savannah area, yes. the area you even talk about, the incidence of poverty is very high. How come with all the agricultural production we've done, we haven't been able to lift people out of poverty in those places? 
if you get me right, it is not generally true that the north is a poor area or people are poor. That's not exactly the case. There are exceptional districts that are doing so well. Let us take the Kasnan and Kana East and Kasnan and Kana West, who produce a huge tonnages of vegetables all year round. Navrango. Anytime I'm waiting to my, buy all my vegetables from Navrango. Talk about carrots, lettuce, cabbage, carrots, aubergines, or garden eggs. Mention them. Even fresh granules all year round because of the tonal irrigation project. Courtesy the late flight, uh, the late Lieutenant Kendall Felly, who was uh, the foreign minister during the uh, uh, Achampon's time. They have a huge irrigation dam there. And they are doing so well. As I told one of my young friends and colleagues who was my junior in school, he's now the MD Bonaventure, Alec Bam. You go there, they are doing so well in terms of health. In Avrango, it has one of the best healthy people you can find. You go there, there are houses virtually. People are not living in mad houses. They are living in houses that have been built with blocks and have, got, and have roofed them. So if you take Navrango alone, Kasinana and Kanae Center, it's, the, so the, the, the story is, story is, is not, mixed. It's not general. It's not general. We can't, we can't it can't be general can't at all. The same. But if you go to another district like Talansi or Nabdam, definitely where the soils there are marginal, people have to gather stones, lateritic soils. So definitely, it's not that, so more or less, they do more. So there's, there's a relation between productivity exactly. and, 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 and poverty. Exactly. So the more productive areas, yes. incidents of poverty are lower. For example, if a Salaman can say he can't feed the three times a day, then he's a lazy person. He needs not even be on this earth. <laughs> because the land is there. It's, it's a lazy person. You kick, uh, kick him out of that place. Like mm. the Bible says, there's no food for what? A lazy man. The land is there. You go to another part, they don't have the land. So what do they do? You go through the Boku area, Bongo. People are literally picking stones and putting them together. I did research in here for 30 years and I've been based in that region. So I'm not talking mm. theory. So the, some of the areas, yes, the, being poor is genuine. They are not lazy. So they have to migrate alongside to come to the south and then supplement cocoa farms and other. In the rainy season, they go back. And sometimes they even have to repatriate money right. to support the people. This you go to the Gonja area as mm -hmm. well. Another huge area, they produce yams and maize. Huge quantities. So definitely you can't say somebody in Sadamangu or Salaka is poor. <laughs> Certainly not. Well, I was using yeah. the, the poverty map. And the poverty yeah. map tells you that the yeah. incidence of poverty is high in those areas. But I'm sure we can... Even I can, I can dispute that poverty. No problem. Because I'll, I'll take a short break. We'll come back and yeah. deal with that. This is the City Business Festival. My guest, Professor Roger Canton, is a researcher, an agronomist, an agriculturist, a farmer. And we're just talking about his experience with agriculture. When we come back, we'll also talk about some of the research he does. We'll try and understand the importance of seed and also look at how we can sustain some of the good practices in agriculture across the country. Stay with us. The entire month of June has been dedicated to business on City TV and 97.3 City FM. The City Business Festival will give entrepreneurs, SMEs and individuals the needed insights and knowledge to advance their businesses. Join the weekly business forums every Tuesday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. live on City TV for discussions on various thematic areas each week beginning with Week 1, Reimagining the Digital Economy. Week 2, Resetting 
your SME after COVID-19. Week 3, the Ghana opportunity. Week 4, consumer market. Week 5, agribusiness. Also, tune in every weekday morning for the City Business Festival on-air series on the City Breakfast Show on 97.3 CDFM to acquire the information you need to kickstart, grow, improve, strengthen, and expand your business. There will be a lesson for every business with the City Business Festival this June only on City TV, 97.3 CDFM, and on CNR Digital. The City Business Festival, proudly sponsored by Absa Bank and supported by MTN Momo, MTN Business, IT Consortium, the Ghana Investment Promotion Center, and Gersol. Welcome back to the City Business Festival. It's brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, Gersal, IT Consortium, and GIPC. We're talking Agri this week. My guest is Professor Roger Canton, and um, we're just trying to pick his views on Agri generally. What are some of the areas of research you are interested in? I see you are holding a book on seed. Yes. How critical is seed, and what kind of work have you done in the seed area? Well, seed, uh, if I could just term, in fact, is the driver of production. Without seed, nothing works. And when I say seed, even in livestock, since we are talking about agriculture, the breeds that you go for, cattle, smaller ruminants, gold sheep, fowls, and all that, it starts with the material you are going to start, and that is called the seed. Without seed, nothing starts. So if you even have the best of uh, rush, I mean, uh, space, I mean, uh, science, technology, and the seed is not of, it's of inferior quality, you wouldn't get the best of it. But if you have the right seed and even you are not able to garner all the other production inputs, you still get what? Significant or harvestable or reasonable or appreciable quantities of uh, uh, yields to talk about with. So key seed is the basic. When you talk of new and improved seed, yeah. what does that mean to we the lay people? Actually, there, there's nothing like new. We can talk about improved and then land races. Okay. The land races are what you and my grand-grandfathers came and met. Nothing by way of research have been done to improve them. So that is the land race. That's the local race. Sometimes you go to some village, rural area, you see some type of cassava, which is still poisonous. People eat and you hear that people have been admitted for consuming fat because it contains a lot of cyanide and hydrogen cyanide, which is poisonous. So some of these are the materials that are now becoming sometimes some of them obsolete because the climate has changed and there's climate variability. But the improved seeds are the seeds that we research scientists have worked on. And when I say research, I'm talking about the National Agricultural Research System that is comprising the Council for Scientific and Industrial Research and then our colleagues in the universities, uh, technical universities and others. But of course, the CSR is the leader. We do more than 80% of that adaptive relevant research that farmers are working with touching people's life whether in food science in the livestock uh, uh, tree crops uh, crops like crops research or savannah and the, uh, the the rest so we have been handling distance so can you give me examples of areas where research has improved the yields of any of our our a clear products? area is in the area of maize and that is why ghana we are so happy Ghana doesn't import maize again. In fact, it used to be yellow maize they bring from Brazil and other. Now we have enough of yellow maize we've released by the Savannah Agricultural Research Institute and the Core Research Institute of the CSIR. CSIR are born term. You have the Helen These are premium 
varieties that are that are drought tolerant, struggle resistant, and very efficient in nutrient use. They are able to thrive under even poor soils, or when you give them the minimal fertilizer, they are able to give significant uh, results. So I'm talking about our climate smart agricultural varieties not the local ones that were being produced when I was in Avrango Secondary School over 30 years but which now can't withstand the test of time because things have changed in terms of maturity they are taking four months the rains is this three months three sometimes even you have droughts but these drought tolerance are able to fit into the niche and I'm glad to say that I've been part of a national research group team that took part in the Bill and Belinda Gates Foundation that have sponsored research by our colleagues with the CGIAR system. That's the consultative group on international agricultural research run by the UN, which has gotten support from very rich private persons and companies. They support some of these institutes, like the International Institute of Tropical Agriculture in Ibadan, which is a maize and soya bean and cowpeas. And then our brothers also in the, uh, Mexico, the International Maize and Wheat Research at uh, 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 Lois Banos in Mexico. They work together, come up with some of the high-tech yeah. kinds. So when you hear poultry farmers complain that they are not getting enough feed, which I believe is a mixture of maize and soya, Yes. Yellow and what do you think? Because we, I mean, in the past few months, mm. poultry farmers have complained a lot about the high cost of feed and the unavailability of feed. So, if we are doing all these researches into these products, is it a bottleneck in production or is it the supply chain? Is it the transportation? How come, <clears throat> with all the good work we're doing in the production side, people in the poultry farms are so complaining about lack of access to feed? I think their complaint is not with yellow maize. I think maize now we have enough maize. As I told you, the Sasala areas have produced enough. The issue has to deal with soya beans. And here there is a conundrum. The amount we produce, a lot is being carried out to India and other countries. So there's a huge export of soya beans from Ghana. People come and buy them, bring them to Tema and export them out of the country. So that is one. Number two, the soya bean that is also produced, what we have here, we don't process it into soya cake that the poultry farmers will pick and use. I think less than 10% of it is used, is processed into that. So here we're talking about processing of even what is retained. So until that is fixed, don't forget, soya bean is not treated like maize where you don't do much and feed. You have to turn it into what? The cake. And that's what they add as an additive. It's not a major feed. It's an, a supplement to help to enhance production and productivity efficiency and improve profitability you know it's just like when you take your normal apple i know you are from volta and you like apple like me i like my tz after that you take a dessert so it's just like cake soy cake is just like a dessert to have to appetite and also to provide certain vit i mean certain uh, ingredients protein that will help the animals to take to consume more mm. so sometimes that is how we have to look at it Mm. And that's why I told you earlier on that the Sisala areas and other savanna areas. So here being, we've come out with over, over 10 very quality varieties. But we're talking about what? How can we increase production and productivity? As mm. scientists, our work is to generate the materials, mm. the cultural practice that go with it, mm. and then others will pick and extend. 
And that is where we don't go into that. It's go beyond us. It's like a value chain in the car manufacturing cycle. Okay. If a car is developed, Range Rover mm. or Nissan, you produce the tech, the research is done. Mm. The defects, everything is done. Mm. Now they produce the car, they bring it to the shelf. Mm. People have to go and buy like you and me. We go and look at it. VW, I know, I'm told you like VW cars. You go there, look at it, and then you pick the one that you want. Okay. So the marketing group is also in there down the way. And okay. those who use them. I have a problem. Yes. We have a lot of maize. Yes. We eat a lot of bread. Yes. In the past few months, the price of bread has increased. Yes. Particularly because we use wheat-based yes. flour. Yes. Now, wheat is mainly imported from three countries. Yes. Canada, Ukraine. Yes and then either US or Russia. Yes. You studied in Ukraine. Yes. Don't you think that we should be eating more maize or corn-based bread? Because Ukraine is so far from Ghana. They have yes. a war now. Yes. Is it not in our interest to research into and promote bread, which is not just wheat-based, but also made from material that is produced here? Instead of having to put wheat-based flour, yeah or get wheat from Ukraine, process it at the flour mills, and then you are buying bread for 15 CDs a loaf. Where bread is such a basic staple. What are your thoughts on that? Yes, my thoughts are simple. Like I told you, the CSIR is a complete set of research machinery which was put in place by Nkrumah, and it was called, I'm told, Ghana Science Academy. It's when you could not get employment that you could go to teach in a university or lecture. Wow. Today, where are we? Yes, you can go. So and that find was that. supposed to be the, exactly. the place you send the best. Exactly. But after Nkrumah was overthrown, it went into shambles. We were sometimes kept under the ministry of, I think, the Mahama Millstone. They kept us under the ministry of, of uh, education, sports. And in fact, there were about five ministries jumped, and we were acting there. So people used to call me and say, Will Ghanaians not go and play football and forget it? I said, Of course, because. Ghanaians would prefer uh, money to be invested in football than in the race because they want to see blacks are doing it. So about four of them, Ministry of this, this, and Science uh, uh, Center was at the... So there was actually no focus. So we are not giving the due recognition that CSR needs. I must be honest with you. We are not. It's a forgotten key driver, but nobody cares. I told you that we have about 13 institutes comprising the CSR. The Food Research Institute under what we call West Africa Agricultural Productivity Improvement Program, WAP, a World Bank project that Ghana sought under the Mahama coming to this, we worked on. I have been the coordinator of it in the northern sector for eight good years. They renewed the several WAP phase one, WAP phase two. It's a West African wide, Senegal, Nigeria, Bokeh, they were all part of it. WAP phase two, WAP phase one. And we have been in the phase one and the phase two. Go. We were used like Nigeria, Ghana, Senegal, and we did well. So they brought others and then still gave us the lead to train them. Under that project, the Full Research Institute was able to come up. We were able to release five millet varieties through my uh, leadership at the Manga Research Institute that I went and uh, uh, I was the first research scientist to accept that post on there when I came from Russia. We were able to, re to release five excellent millet varieties which is unprecedented in the annals of research when it comes to early millet and millet is the most nutritious if not buckwheat we call it in russian no cereal comes near millet in terms of 
iron and then zinc okay very rich you see how sakoko everybody's rushing for it yeah okay we have been able to work with our brothers charles toto who has just applied i'm told for the director of csr food research institute we're able to work together and we're able to make what we call composite bread what is composite bread composite bread is bread that has been uh, uh, that is produced from the blend of more than one cereal crop like you said wheat but we're able to reduce the quantity so of the dependence exactly on will, be lower. will be lower which makes it i think we're able to do it up to 20 or 25 percent i think that is the way to go don't forget bread we're using wheat for bread i learned a lot about wheat when i was in ukraine there is a, an ingredient there called gluten it is what causes the stickiness in bread millet alone can do that job just like cocoa uh, 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 chocolate the the egg, egg element that allows cocoa to melt in your tongue is from shea butter without shea butter you can't get cocoa ask anybody they will tell you is <laughs> anybody even playing this that is the, the reality so we've done our part so if you are able to reduce with and don't forget so you created can do a composite bread a composite bread which are exactly and other components so what happened exactly well that is the uh, 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 scientists with just so you recommend it to those who have money the, the people industry. like you yeah industry people like bernard and co who are you know well positioned they can fund them. you know for research <laughs> it is not our beauty duty to go to that other level you come with the ideas bring the things and others should pick it and run that's why we're talking about value how far chain. back ago was this when you did this composite bread i think it's over it's over seven eighty years back and if industry has research. still not been able they to. haven't done that much exactly everybody still wants to sit on that if i ask somebody to come and support us to produce enough millet to support them to support the breeder to produce breeder seed foundation seed and certified seed people don't count you know sponsoring agriculture funding agriculture is a huge problem i'm aware you've kept it as one of our discussions they say it is risky because nobody picks insurance they don't give insurance farmer picks it and he goes there is a drought there's a disease there is a flood what happens yes it's risky i agree what business is not risky even eating food is risky you can get choked and die there have been empirical evidence of people who died through what they they got choked they saw food out of enthusiasm zeal then they 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 they, they, they overtook you know and back to this the normal business we have look at the malaysian aircraft that went down around the ukraine look at the money so there's that risk everywhere exactly so we must be committed beyond there exactly so i'm challenging Ghanaian people who have money well placed, you know to go into some of these things rather than just leave it into going to china to buy products come and sell Do so it us. is a mindset that we, we have a, a problem so we need to add value to our exactly production. and be proud be indigenous and when we say it is just we should stick to eight if we say no importation of abcd you should i've been going to nigeria every year while i was in active serve we have a joint research with them with ita nigeria mali burkina uh, sorry nigeria ghana uh, benin and mali under this bill and by over 16 years even the project is still going on where they support us with funds to do research and extension okay when nigerians agree that they do not want to import bali to be used in their brewery industry they would like to use sogum 
if you dare bring maize, you uh, 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 barley, uh, hops, and malt, they will dump it into the sea. But here, when you have such a policy, people, even those who propound it, and those who should ensure that it is complied with strictly, will be those who will be the offenders. Sogun, we came out with one Sogun variety when we're being supported by the German Technical uh, Development Agency, now called GIZ. Okay, and uh, one of the varieties, when they sent it to Germany and brewed, it gave the best beer. But who will pick it and run with that? Sogun. Everything has to be imported. We did some research with Guinness Ghana Limited, came out with some good results, and we even asked them. They were asking us to give more information on the research we found. Meanwhile, they hadn't even paid us. <laughs> they, they came and engaged us. We did it. When we asked them to pay, they didn't even pay. But now and then they wanted the products we sent to them. We coded them A, B, C, D. So they didn't know which is which. But one of them gave very good <laughs> guineas. And they wanted to know so that they can pick it and run with it. So no, you can't do that. <laughs> you mm. cannot. Okay. So it's just to tell you how sometimes our companies, big, big, you know, are not faithful or are not, they, 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 they don't show commitment. I think this is We'll leave it here. Issues. Thank you for talking to us. We appreciate the insights. Professor Roger Canton, who is really a legend in research, and he's here on the City Business Festival supporting us. Thank you for watching. Program brought to you by APSA with support from MTN, Gersal, GIPC, and IT Consulting. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.